0: How you know, this is Sean O'Keefe here with Scoreline Extra. Whoa. Busy, busy weekend. We brought you three live games here on KCLR. Carlo, we're out in football action. Kilkenny, we're in camogie and hurling action. We're going to have all the post-match reaction from each manager of each team and maybe one from a Clare team. A few players thrown in there as well. And here are the thoughts of former Irish rugby international Mick Quinn on Ireland's chances in the Six Nations. And of course, that James Lowe try, or was it a try? We're going to start things off though with Kilkenny hurling manager Derek Ling. Derek Ling, the Dylan Quirk Foundation. Happy enough
1: with the performance of a lot of players, possibly?
2: Yeah, yeah. no, we got a good bit of game time into lads who haven't who haven't been involved uh, up till now. So, look, it was really positive. Um, some lads showed really well. And, yeah, so happy overall. Look, we made a lot of changes as well throughout the game. So, we really got a bit of game time, but the effort was good.
3: Getting lads back from injury was probably crucial
1: to your development for the team and the belly hay lads. So, that was probably from that point of view alone... Valley
2: here lads back And lads back From injuries to help Yeah no definitely Yeah look There's coming back All the time And that's um, It's going to strengthen Up the panel Which is good is what we want um, Probably would have liked To have them last week um, But we didn't And the extra week You know we got a few Extra training sessions Into them And it's needed So they got a bit Of game time today Which is good Some lads coming back From injuries And yeah hopefully We have more lads coming back than, than out the other way So just a little bit Of look at injuries Then we'll be You know hopefully Picking from a position of strength then
3: don't want to get carried away with performances or individuals but there was a few leading lights had done in particular the Ballyhale contingent all looked sharp today
2: yeah they did and look I suppose the Ballyhale has come back after a long campaign and you know, back into a bit of training there lately as well which has been good for them and so they're you know they haven't been lacking too much in sharpness um, Garot did very well as well and yeah look I mean overall it was a good workout for us at the same time, look, it was a challenge match as well and uh, we had our own weekend out. We wanted to perform on the back of last week, regardless of, you know, whether it's a challenge match or not, but and we got that. And look, was, for ourselves now, it's about getting ready for next weekend.
4: And next weekend is against Leash Derrick. And
2: yeah. would you be hoping to have Adrian Mullen and uh, Owen Cody starting next weekend? Owen might be in contention next week, Adrian won't be Now Adrian is going to take another three to four weeks anyway um, And just being guided by the medical team they're Not going to take any chances with him I said to you before, there's so many
4: players of a similar kind of level at the moment It's mm. really, really making it hard for you now I have to genuinely say that How are you going to to, to work this one out? Because yeah. you will. the league is going uh, to have three matches out of the way by next weekend So time is running out to get it ready for the championship in terms of a
2: finished panel Yeah, no, you're right um, I suppose we've like I said we've lads coming back from the club campaign as well and a few lads have been injured like Conor Delaney Tommy Welch is still to come back Um, hopefully Tommy start doing a little bit of hurling next week so again there's more options Um, doesn't make it easy in terms of trying to pick um, a 26 or a 15 but look to be honest I'm happy enough with that Um, but you know from here on in the reality of it is at the moment we only have three league matches left and we need to start you know planning ahead and trying to look at a 15 and look at a 26 and look at our options, really, um, for different positions. And, look, that's... I suppose that'll start now, next week. And Leash,
4: while Kenny have had the upper hand on Leash, you still have to go to Port Leash and perform, and players have to really start laying down a marker at this stage if they want to be sure mm. of getting the team a place in the Championship.
2: Yeah, no, that's, that's for sure. Yeah, so, look, if you get an opportunity now, you need to take it. That's the reality of it. And, like I said, we... It's uh, we have a big squad, uh, so when you do get that chance, you need to take it and leash. Look, if they have very good hurlers, and we have to go up there and and perform, and, and look, at, that's what we're looking forward to.
4: Were you happy to see under twenties made available to the senior team at least? Uh, it'll make it a bit easier uh, than it was last year.
2: Yeah, it's it's a funny one because like looking at the fixtures is not going to make it easier, you know. So I, I don't know if it's really cleared up anything to be honest. Um, I would prefer if they're allowed to play both, It'd be straight. But and, they are allowed to play both now. Well, they are. Oh, but, as like, long as you weeks, don't yeah. but like the fixtures don't allow for that you know maybe right. maybe, maybe in the earlier rounds but you know if you're really if somebody is playing um, is you know playing on one team very hard to ask them to turn well yeah, they can turn around seven within the seven days now and play so that's you look We'll, we'll cross that bridge when it comes.
4: Yeah, I think that's your spot on with that. I mentioned that yesterday as well, that they haven't looked at. It. But in terms of what more do you want to get out of the league now? Clearly, getting to the knockout stages would be something I'm sure you'd like to see happening.
2: Yeah, look, that's we have to aim for it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, look, last week wasn't wasn't good. Uh, we're disappointed with that. We have to up the performances now, and we have three games coming: Leash, Dublin, Watford. Not looking any further than next Sunday. We really have to prepare well for that game in, in Port Leash, and you know. Whatever happens after that, then we'll we'll take on. Uh, you know, we'll take it on as well. Thanks, sorry. Right,
5: Brian Dowling, disappointing result in the first round of the National League. But I don't think anyone will be pushing the panic buttons just yet. Give us your overall view, though, of the game against Clare.
6: Yeah, look, very disappointed. Um, obviously, we came down here to win and we, we didn't do that. But um, look, we didn't deserve the win. Um, we were second best there. For most, of it, we hurled for 10 minutes and I thought we played brilliant for 10 minutes after half-time but completely dropped tempo then after that and the clear back into it. And, um, look, it's a very disappointing result and just shows we have a huge amount of work to do now to, to get back again.
5: We said it in commentary, it's very unusual for us to be saying the kick is after conceding two goals. One of them was probably a fluke. The second one was well taken. What was your view of them?
6: Just look, the two goals were probably, you know, mistakes on our part. So I think a lot of scores. the players scored were, were, you know, kind of always making mistakes and, you know, our composure on the ball in the first half wasn't good. Look, as I said, we're not going to panic. Um, we obviously are, were back a, bit, a couple of weeks later. We haven't as much work done as we'd like to have done. And, you know, you can't go straight back into and overload players either. So we have to be very careful. And um, we're looking saying that, Clare, we're, we're well up for today. Since I've been involved, every time we've met Claire in the league, we've never had an easy game. They always put it up to us. Um, you know, I know in part they bet us uh, in 2020 last year. We got a point in injured time to win. So, look, we knew it was going to be a huge battle, and unfortunately, we came up short today.
5: Clear played very well, especially in the first half. But whatever you said to the girls at half time certainly had an effect coming out and rattling five unanswered points in the second half.
6: Yeah, like so, you know, I said, no, we weren't happy at the first half. But it was a, the wind was very, very strong. You know, it was a very difficult wind to play into in the first half. and I was kind of, ha- no, four points down against that wind wasn't bad, and we had it overturned within 10 minutes. I thought we'd push on, but we didn't push on. That's the most disappointing thing to get that point up with the wind. 20 minutes ago, we were in, We had all the momentum, and, and we just dropped off completely. Look, maybe that's just a lack of fitness and stuff like that. But um, look, we just have to look at ourselves now. And was a huge battle against Galway. They lost last week, and um, you know, we have to go next Saturday now, and it's uh, it's a huge game. But you, you know, you're basically gone out of the league if you lose that. So you know, it's it's crucial next Saturday now. And look, we're just looking for a better performance, I suppose. Only two of your
5: starting inside six scored today. No real goal chances scored either. Small bit disappointing, on the forwards probably half as well.
6: Yeah, look, it's a disappointing score. I suppose if you look back at our scores last year and year before... In the league, they're probably not massively high. I think it takes a bit of time to get going. And look, like I said like we're having much hurling done. You know, we're trying to get the fitness into the girls. We're training under lights, and you know, we've girls away at the moment. We're not bringing them back on Tuesday nights. So will be small numbers during the week. And look, we're just trying to get as much hurling into them as we can. But that's, it's very limited at the moment. You know, we can't wait for the long evenings to go forward. And look, we're just going to try our best for the rest of the league. You just uh, try to be more competitive were out there today, and try to get a few victories. But um, look, we, we haven't got much time to. to you know, liquor rooms I suppose just have to get on there now and try to uh, get a better performance against Galway
5: You have a couple of new players in on the panel as well is it now time that you're going to look at these players maybe during the National League especially if the results depending on what way they go next week I know you're going to want a result against Galway but if that wasn't going to be the case are you are going to try new players during the league?
6: And we're always open to try new players, you know. But I keep saying to the girls, they have to earn the, the chance. They can't just be thrown in from from nowhere. You know, they have to earn it in training. And you know, I know a lot of girls were away at the Ashburn and stuff up to now. But um, look again, they have to earn that. And we brought in new girls today at the start, brought girls on. And you know, when they get the chance, they have to take it. And you know, um, you know, we just we will definitely be definitely looking at more girls. And we want to make our panel stronger for the rest of the year. So we're trying to mix the match as best we can. And you know, if girls take their chance, they'll they'll, stay, they'll keep the jersey. Then as simple as that
5: is next week a bit of added spice the fact that Tipperary beat Galway yesterday and you have him now at home in UPMC in Orland Park next Saturday as well looking forward to it?
6: Oh yeah, I yes looking to try to go over today first I suppose very disappointing Um you know, it's not nice coming down here it was an early start you know a long trip down and stuff like that but you know that's not an excuse and look Galway no matter when we play Galway whether it's a league or championship it's always a great game and we always want to beat them they always want to beat us so I think we always bring the best out of each other so look hopefully we'll improve from today I'm sure Galway will be looking to improve from yesterday and I'm sure to make a, a good game
5: and any of the injuries that went off today anything serious or a clean bill of health for next week? No
6: I don't think it'll pick up any injuries today Katie Power just dislocated her finger there but it just popped back in um, so look I don't really we picked up any, any new injuries um, Claire Fielding had an injury coming in so I didn't risk her today but obviously we gave her 20 minutes there um, Laura Murphy's away on was away with, with school on a trip so she'll be back for next week but apart from that we'll probably be the same panel again OK perfect thanks Brian all right thanks lads i okay.
7: I'm joined by John Carmody manager of the Clare Senior camogie team John you must be happy with that result
8: yeah, thrilled Do um, you know We're um, We knew Like Your old Kikiri coming up here today All-Ireland Champions uh, you know, and, and fantastic All-Ireland Champions We would have played them In May last year and, and we were going well At the time In a challenge match Down in Anacarty And how they pushed on From You know We beat them on the day Down there But it was only a challenge match But how Kilkenny is lesson for us. They circled the wagons, we went to work hard on the training field, and had a brilliant championship campaign. Put it in that Ireland. So, you know, we'd have nothing but admiration for Kilkenny. But we're trying to get to the standards they have set. So we were aware of that coming in here today. I guess last year here in the league, uh, Kilkenny beat us with the, with the last puck of the ball. Yeah. And uh, we were conscious of that coming in today, could we stay with Kilkenny and, and could we finish it out? And as it happened, that's the way it panned out. I think we were happy at halftime, but pick shot of champions they were within five minutes that a four point mm-hmm. lead overturned and went a pint up and uh, we emptied our bench then and we got a good uh, we, say, you look, we got a good reaction from the bench and, yeah. and a good boost to the team and for the next 20 minutes I think we dominated the game and, and stayed stuck to the game plan and uh, finished strong and I think whereas last year we'd have been losing these games yeah. we looked comfortable enough in the end in, mm. in that in the, we were never in danger of, of losing the three point lead so I suppose a bit of luck we, we got the goal at the right time as well yeah. So, uh, you know, that gave us the cushion to finish out.
7: Yeah, it certainly looked like a co- player team today compared to the one that we've seen in the league last year. They've even grown mentally as well. Like, they didn't panic at all over the ball, especially when Kilkenny were kind of maybe getting on top of them within the first 10, 12 minutes of that first half, or that second half. Would that be fair to say?
8: It would. Look, we have tremendous leaders out there. We had a tremendous Munster Championship campaign last year where uh, we beat Tipperary, drew with them in Torlis, beat them in Gaelic Grounds and took Cork to double extra time in the Munster mm-hmm. Championship final in Barquiream. And those were huge learning for all girls you know they, they're mentally known that they can now compete with the best and this year we set about last year we felt our panel wasn't strong enough and this year we set about trying to recruit the, the four or five girls we needed yeah. to you know to help push us over the line Now I think you saw that there today we were on five subs yeah. and every one of them made an impact coming in and that helped us whereas last year we didn't have that impact from the bench and we were kinda hang on to the first 15 mm-hmm. and uh, I think that has been the difference the, the growth of the panel and the impact of the bench
7: Yeah it certainly has and I suppose next week now it's another big test for you down to Cork but after today's performance and result you're
8: certainly going to be going down with confidence yeah look, a huge challenge I think Cork put up a huge score yesterday against Dublin so yep. we we'll would be under no illusions for us it's about learning you know, we want to go there and put back to back performances now and I'm not too worried about the result down there what we want is a performance that we're there with them coming into the closing stages and, and see how our, how our girls react and can they learn from that but yeah look at this win was a massive boost for Clare Camoggi and um, yeah, he doesn't come with Cork next week, Galway the week after. So yep. great learning for these girls.
7: Yeah, exactly. Thanks very much, John, and congratulations. Thanks, John. Great match. Thank you. you.
9: Now, you're always a great man to interview. Good times, bad times. It was a good time for Carlow for a long period today, but it ended up being a bad time. You've lost the game. However, you're still in contention in the Alliance National Football League because you competed very, very well. Leash got out by six points, and some of the Leash players in interviews have just said that it might be a bit of an unfair winning margin over Carlow They were impressed with Carlow's performance. But the moral of the story is you lost the game.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Ah, yeah, look, and we... I think I know people are saying it's their discipline in terms of giving away frees but it's probably more down to referee being a little bit finicky I, I felt that it was a couple of times that the same tackles were going in from the leash defenders uh, and the referee let go and then there was at least four in a row with us and um we got no free so yeah okay in terms of the lads we're so disappointed because the three of them are certainly great tackles to put in and he he keeps making this sign about the lads uh, shoving I, I i don't know where that sign is coming from but um it's disappointing that to give away scores like that you know um but look the referee certainly didn't miss the chances that we created um and it's our job to set up the team to create enough chances to win the game and we did that you know we Night Hickey, which I thought was the Stonewall penalty, um, in the, you know, gathered the ball and the keeper was out to a two-foot challenge in the air and hits off the keeper, and not long was it was a high challenge, but we didn't even get a 45, and from that resulting kick out, they up and got a point. So, instead of being a pen-off for us, that would have posed maybe seven up again, they straight up and brought back to three. Um, now, in fairness, they did get their ten-minute of a purple patch um, and kicked three good scores, but we were still right in the game. Um, and we had plenty of opportunities Eric Malay got a super goal as well in between all that um, added a bit of energy but look losing Conor Crowley and Houlton, um early on in the game was you know we lost Hulton five minutes into the second half and Conor Crowley ten minutes before half time very hard to replace that sort of player, um, and it's a big ask for lads coming in off the bench. It would have been nice to hold Eric back for maybe the last twenty, uh, but we, it kind of forced her hand a bit. Uh, but look, we, we're disappointed we didn't create enough. That we didn't, I suppose, convert the chances we created. That that's you know ten
9: wides I think or eleven maybe.
1: Yeah, ten wides and um, they are great scoring opportunities we had. Um, but yeah, it looks disappointing. Defensively, I mean we. I, I still think the goal we gave away was just... Impressive really. Yeah, it was. It wasn't that they created. They created another goal chance with a diagonal ball in the first half. That's all they created in terms of goal opportunities. And we did give away maybe one or two City Frees that you know, we're trying to work hard on. Um, but it, it's hard to know what way referees are in each day you go out. Some of them will let it go and then others yeah. won't. So it's hard to know what to coach. And you don't want our boys to be five yards after men either. So, like, it is physical and it's 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 a contact game. So, you know, when we played Tipperary here and we had you know a really really top referee, um us that referee that earned semi-finals and finals. You know, it, it is a step up as well. So, look, that's over control. and There's not a thing we can do about it, but it is very very frustrating for us as coaches and for the players themselves.
9: Well, you did well and his draw at half-time could have been 6-7 points up at half-time you held him scoreless for 20 minutes but on the flip side of that I think Carla went over 20 minutes without a score in the second half so yeah. you can't really win a, 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 an inter-county match in doing that and the other point it would make part two of the question you know people say to people like me and you what way will it go 13-14 points is not enough to win an inter-county match at the moment Leash got their 20 you know you're going to have to get the ratio up to 20 would that be a fair comment?
1: Oh absolutely and I suppose the three goal chances that we had with Ross Dunphy's two and um, um, Niall Hickey, you know you need to get at least. Darry hit the post as well. Darry hit the post as well. Yeah, they're, they're the things that need to happen for you. But look, I, I think we're well in this league. Um, we're still good enough to come over it. Um, we're playing Leitrim. See so where Wexford beat them by four points. That's wide open. Yeah. Um, I suppose our thing is to make sure leash keep winning now and then uh, it's still in our hands after that so if Leash keep winning which I've no doubt they will um, it means then that if we win the rest of our games that we'll go up as well so um, yeah look it's disappointing but you know the injuries will be a bit of a worry Conor Crowley and, and Colin Hulton um, they're big losses uh, but look we've Daryl O'Brien back in the fall this week he trained last week so he'll be back next week so that, that'll that be good for us as well um, and um, a few other lads coming back as well so look all is not lost but uh, it is very disappointing today Yeah, yeah some of the Carlo supporters going out at half time and not
9: being critical on the team because we obviously had to get behind amateur yeah. sportsmen while the referee might have been a small bit fussy yeah. you did give away a lot of foolish frees and silly frees for instance Leisha the White your full back gets involved gives away a free to kick it in while it was a goal kick for Carlo. that can't happen at this
1: level no absolutely yeah that, that's things that are in our control that we we'll certainly look back in the video and, and, and make sure that we can correct all that the next day but i suppose look our team they're very young um, you know lads only playing maybe their second year inter-county football maybe four of our six defenders to give you everything don't they? Uh, they do they're great lads and um and they're so disappointed yeah. you know we feel we left an opportunity behind us um but look we'll just have to galvanize now and um, drive on this in training and just have a good look at Leitrim watch their game and uh, just go up and get two points it's simple as that like, it's, it's non-negotiable from here on in uh, we just have to keep winning yeah
9: that's, you summed it up I was yeah. just about to say you preempted it yeah. you know you can't afford to drop any more points now or the
1: league is lost yeah no that's it we have to keep just keep winning so still in our hands fourth game in if we win next week um, well then we're back we're back right in with a shout again so if we can win next week that'll probably put Leitrim out and um we just drive on then, and um, you have London and Sligo after that, so we'll worry about Leitrim next week, but it's, it's still all to play
9: for. Yeah, and just in case people are wondering what I'm saying in relation to going forward and winning, if you lose a second, the majority of teams in the Alliance Football League, if you lose two matches, drop four points, you're gone. You now have dropped three, so you can't really afford to drop any more. So just in case Mrs Murphy are wondering what I'm on about tonight here, uh, that's the moral of the story
1: there. Yeah, that's it. So look, I mean, it's still in our hands anyway, so we just have to drive it on. and. Look, it's hard to be upbeat because it was there for us and even just giving away that goal at the end there still would have been only three points in it and it would have been squeaky bum time for them pressure on and we could have slipped a goal and look, I think it was there for us today and we just need to convert the chances when we went four or five up we had three more opportunities and we needed to get that seven or eight up because uh, they were always going to have their purple patch. Yeah. Uh, but that's what happens. There's going to
9: be a bounce back in Leitrim as well because obviously when a team loses, you see it in premiership level, you see the big level. You know, Andy Moran has gone to said he's as Carlo coming here next week. Yeah. We can't let them win the match. So it's even made a little more difficult now that Leitrim have lost it because they know they're in a cup final next Sunday also.
1: Oh, yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's really a knockout for ourselves and um, Leitrim next week. So it be a great game, but these are the games you want. Um, but we're, we're we're building here and um, you know I, I think these lads we create enough chances to win the game so we just have to be a little bit more clinical and a little bit more I suppose a little bit more disciplined in defence and if we get them two areas right and bring that spirit that we have um, I, I can see us gathering two points next week
9: Niall I wish you well well done on your great gallant effort today commiserations on the loss I know you're disappointed the lads are but uh, you're still well in this league and may you do very well next week in Leitrim
1: thanks Brad appreciate it thanks Niall
9: thanks for that. Was that the one that got away?
10: Yeah, I think that's a fair opinion on that. Um, going five points up there at one stage, and we look like we're in the driving seat. Um, you kind of look and say, All right, wh- wh- what went wrong? Um, you kind of can go two ways about it. Like Leash took their opportunities when they got the ball, and, and they did well. Us probably could have been a bit cleverer on the ball, in my opinion. Um Leash did very well kinda trying to force us one side and then nicking the ball and they, they pressed hard at us there and, and took o- turned over yeah. a few balls. Um if we were a bit clever there and kept it, I think as you said there we we could have got something out of that game, you know, and I think yeah, you're right, it probably did get away from us, you know.
9: You gave Carlo a great opportunity. You got a cracking goal. You have a habit of scoring good goals in that watch, Cullen Park. But it was a cracker you got it after Collum scored in the first half. And in fairness to Paul Kingston, he scored a cracker near the end, which Leash probably shouldn't have got because it was a present and possession was given out. But you worked so hard and you took that really well. And you put Carlo to a great position early in the second half.
10: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, Mike, you went on a superb run. I think you went through maybe seven or eight bodies there in Leash. You took off. No one could catch him. And I, I knew if I could get up ahead of him and. When the lads came to him to be space and and Mikey did brilliantly to find me then and yeah 1v1 with the keeper and I was just lucky it went in really yeah Uh, great to score a goal you know but um, yeah as you said Leash got the vital one there at the end probably just slight uh, bit of tiredness We, we won our short kick out and they ended up turning us over I think our own doing more than anything else uh, the lads are very disappointed about that uh, It changed, looks the scoreline looks like it gets away from us then and it looks a bit nicer for Leish but that was a very close game and, and it could have went either way I think we're very close and there's a few lessons to learn from that so that's what we're going to do this week I'll look at some video get learn the lessons and, and we'll be back stronger
9: League from next week they've been defeated today you probably got the results It was on to Niall about that Carlos still in this league and I suppose as Niall Cruz said as long as Leash they're winning now it'll make some battle and winner takes all really next week because Carlo can't afford to drop any more points
10: no definitely can't afford and in this division as you've seen yeah with that result Wexford beat Leitrim. it leaves it wide open if Leash go and win all their games they're probably going to top the group and then it leaves it wide open for everyone else so we're still in it it's every, anyone's um, second place there I think two go up or there's a, cha- a position for two to go up and um, so, yeah, there's all to play for. Us. We just have to get our recovery right now and get focused for next week. And, yeah, Leitrim, be a good game.
9: I know you've been in Longford, but have you ever in Leitrim?
10: <laughs> very close to it, are yeah, It's but only right. down the
9: road. You'll be there next Sunday anyway.
10: Definitely will, yeah, yeah, yeah. But listen,
9: yeah. regards everyone in Radville Well done on your personal performance today. Commiserations on the defeat, but uh, onwards and upwards for Carl and we'll see you in Leitrim next Sunday. again. Thanks for having a chat with KCLR.
10: Thanks, Brendan. Thank you very thanks, much. Eric. Good man,
9: thank you. <coughs> Brian Byrne, uh, congratulations, uh, you had to dig deep to get the win in Carlo today, it was tough enough, and uh, a mixed day for yourself I suppose, but other than that, tr- six points for Leash, three from three, and you can't complain about that.
7: Yeah, 100% there, um, especially after the first two games there, Sligo away, um, and then Wexford at home, uh, we were happy enough, given the two weeks training there, we picked up a few knocks in that there, um, but we're happy enough with the, the depth in the squad there, but kind of, I know myself now, <laughs> a, lot, a lot of the Carlow lads, we had a lot of respect coming in, um, rate the lads very highly there, and they had a good old start as well, but... Yeah, they made it tough tougher there. I think they went five or six up Bringing the second half um, And we kind of Picked it up then Especially the kickouts there We pushed up a lot But uh, yeah, we're delighted to get out Probably six points is a bit generous first it's a bit unlucky on carlo there because they were very good there for a long period so
9: yeah willie quinlan said to sam on commentary he thought six points was probably a little unfair on carlo they gave you a few presents of freeze i suppose or discipline and the 10 wides at a crucial time in the yeah. game and it took you a long time to score brain 20 minutes before Leash got their score that was ironic
7: yeah 100 Um, especially against the wind there it was it was tough enough going Um, the other hand like we had practiced a lot against the wind and we still kind of made a good few mistakes there but carlo made it difficult for us there they were well set up in that um, and like you were saying, the six points was generous. I guess Paul's goal at the end there probably pushed it out a bit. But um I'm pretty confident Carlo will be there thereabouts now, come the end of it and even later in the year come the Taltic Open I wouldn't we'll, we'll be surprised to meet them again So
9: The minute the uh, game was over we got all the rest of the results we knew the Wicklow won from yesterday but Wexford defeated Leitrim, so it opens up the whole thing so Leash two points in the lead next team on four and everybody else on three bar London and Waterford so it's going to be very competitive right to the end so Leish have the advantage two point lead at the moment but only three rounds played Brian,
7: a lot to go Yeah, 100% we knew after the first two weeks there it's a long season as well especially with the new schedule and that. there it's ticking fast and like I was saying about the squad depth to become more and more important I was. I'm surprised now. Even with, uh, I I thought Wexford and I'd be very close. I was impressed by Wexford when we played them there. Um, so that definitely throws it open there. Um, but like that, it's so tight. Like there's not between. We were only talking there beforehand, really, in a lot of Division Four and Division Three, and there's not really between any of the teams whatsoever. Um, especially in Division Four here. I know it's a cliche, not, but game by game it? Literally, it has to be the way it is. Like it's, you'll get caught if not. So.
9: Bit of experience got us for Leash in the end there today.
7: Yeah, like 100% Even maybe playing the higher division um, last year um, Maybe just near the end But I guess when you have lads like Timo And Karen Lillis and that there Pushing it on um, I know all about Timo playing with the club there He's carried us for so long um, and Strong, he's, isn't he? Oh, 100% And even mentally there He's as tuned in as anyone um, and physically, he's still well able to go out. Um, and Lillis as well, he's, he's excellent there, an abs- absolutely excellent player. And with the two lads, I don't think you go too far wrong there, so we're happy enough. Yeah.
10: Okay.
9: As the way games go for inter county players, Brian, you won't get much handier to say, I think you live closer to the ground than the majority of Carlo players here today. You're just across the bridge, so you haven't far to travel. It must be a blessing in disguise to get home early and get set for work on a Monday morning.
7: Yeah, 100%. Uh, we were saying that when we got in dressing beforehand I'm used to going over to port leash there about we half an hour over and the lads who were coming down the county were, were wondering how we do it every <laughs> few times a week there but uh, I'm happy enough to make the journey there um, but yeah it's definitely handy five minutes <laughs> five minutes away there making the journey so even for the, the parents and the family coming up there it's a bit a uh, bit of a shortage generally going up the slay. or up. Maybe,
9: so. I talking to Breed and Jerry before the match listen you got a great score in the game too you picked off a few nice scores Carlow will feel that they uh, should have done a little better you've given them great credit here so as it goes you firmly believe on the final word that uh, this Alliance Football League Division 4 will go to the wire for the two teams that's going to go up
7: yeah 100% um, even the first game there against Wicklow there and Carlo were a man down as well they had 14 men and you still got a draw with that. Um we know all about Wicklow from last year in Championship they bet as well in the end. Um I know the quality of lads from being in school with them there and even uh, at colleges level there there's a few of them flying at that there. So like I said, there's not between anyone so we're we're ready anyway for the the upcoming games and we'll, we'll take yeah,
9: game well, by game a, I'm delighted to catch up I don't see much of you but I know yeah. you're putting in your work with Greg Hull and you've put in a mid-leash today and congratulations on the win today and best of luck Brian and the rest of the, ch- in the Alliance Football League and uh, stay safe and uh, hopefully things work out well for you after today
7: yeah 100% thanks, thanks
9: Brian good man Cheers. thank you
0: And There's only one man that we can talk to here on KCR when it comes to the Irish rugby team. It is former international himself, a legend, Mr. Mick Quinn. Mick, thank you very much for taking this call on a Sunday. Good afternoon. How are y'all doing? I'm very good, sir. I'm very good. Um, I'm going to ask you the burning question. So, was it a try?
3: <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> uh, he definitely his foot definitely touched the ground. I couldn't understand how they couldn't decide that out there and then because I could see it quite clearly that. His, course I did graze the graze the grass, you know, and uh, it it wasn't a try, no,
0: no, no. Unfortunate for the French, but Thierry Henry still rings in our mind back in two thousand and nine. But the he game, does. we the, got our own back. Exactly the game in itself, though. What an absolutely barn burner of a of a game! It's just end to end stuff in terms of the gate, ball being in play. I think it was forty six minutes. It was in play in total throughout the game. It was just exhilarating to watch.
3: It was it was two teams taking the gloves off and going first, you know, and and they both wanted to prove they were better than the other uh, on on this specific day, uh, and and really it was a fantastic performance by both teams. Um, Ireland came out uh, came out just the better side. Uh, it, it took a while, but. Uh, i think the fact that the pace that we played at uh gave us gave us uh that little bit extra and the french pack being so big and physically large uh, they weren't quite able to get around as fast as ours. and uh, It was a, it was one of the great wins. It was a fantastic
0: win. But even before the game, the game seemed incredibly emotionally charged. You could see during the national anthem both Andrew Porter and Johnny Sexton welling up. It, and I know that the, there was news in regards to Conor Murray's father with uh, serious injuries going to hospital. But yeah. it, it, it was that what it was or was it the fact that France... The last three times the side faced off, were getting the better of Ireland. They were coming off the back of fourteen consecutive wins. What? Why was this so emotionally charged?
3: Um, I well, I think it, it was first and foremost, uh, they were the two teams that were rated at uh, the highest level uh, of all the guys. So, I mean, uh, uh, from that point of view, it it was um, it it was uh, going to you know they had to decide. You know how how far they were going to go for the jersey on the day, and they were all willing to do it, both sides. And uh, I think uh, from the emotional point of view, there was the stuff about Conor Murray's dad, uh, and his performance was extraordinary, considering what what he was going through. Um, I have I, I great admiration for him for the way he played and the way he carried himself. Uh, on the other hand, uh, they had uh, quite a build up to the match, I believe. They had people in uh, talking about um, Ireland's call and all the rest of us and, uh, you know, shoulder to shoulder and all that sort of stuff. So it got quite emotional, the whole thing. And I, I've rarely seen Sexton in in the sort of state he was in uh, before the start of the match. He was, he was really, um, really quite taken by it all. And uh, it was great. I mean, but there's just such a buzz around this team at the moment you know they, they even if guys are out injured their their cover players are doing very well and uh, there's just a, a great buzz about the whole uh, the whole side at the moment
0: there certainly is and I like I hate kind of taking away from from the performance in itself because it was one of the my favorite games of rugby to ever watch but Wayne Barnes yeah. came yeah. in with a, a lot of criticism and dubious decisions being made in regards to the try but the the yeah. the, the prop uni antonio smashing into rob herring high uh, to head with his yeah. shoulder but it was decreed like there wasn't enough force to warrant a red car that just seemed a bit ridiculous to be honest
3: yeah 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 well i i think ninety uh, 90 of the referees would have sent him off you know but in, you know i was sort of glad he didn't go off because i wanted to see how well we could do Against these guys, um, you know, uh, while they're playing well and, and and a full team, you know, and uh, it was better for Ireland all round that 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 he stayed on, you know. But on the other hand, he probably should have walked. And it wasn't a vicious tackle or anything like that, but it was just mistimed and he he, he went just slightly high. And uh, from that point of view, it it was a sending off offence actually.
0: It was a, a barn burner of a match, as I alluded to. The next game now, after a week off, is Italy. How much of a benefit yeah. is that? I know, like you can say what you will about Italy, but a lot of the sentiment around them seems to be they're they kind of the whipping boys. But how big of a chance is this now to be able to kind of blood back in before you get to a bit more competitive games after the week yeah, off?
3: Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think I think he I think he's got to try out a few lads in that game I mean I, I, I don't I don't see him weakening the team too much but I think he needs to um, give a few guys a rest and and work on it from there I think uh, uh, you know I think he um, he has to take that chance and there is always a chance that Italy could, could take us you know I mean they're they're pretty good at home and they're a much more competitive side and and uh, they're very impressive uh, at times in the way they play the game and uh, they're no pushover so i think you might try two or three lads that are just on the fringe uh, just to see how they go and uh, from that point of view i think um i think it will uh, Benefit the team in the long run because uh, I do. I do think he needs to go into Edinburgh with a full side because Scotland are on a bit of a high at the moment, and we need a very disciplined approach against them. You know, to to burn burn out that fire and um, and then take them. We're better than Scotland, but we just need to uh, we need to put a performance together to beat them.
0: Talking about players on the fringes, uh, Andy Farrell recently allowed uh, Jordan Lemore and uh, and Gavin Coombs kind of uh, yeah. release them from the squad. Gavin then yesterday getting a hat-trick of tries against uh, a sorry Osprey size, it has to be said. Um, yeah. He's had 17 tries since he's last got his Irish cap. Like Some players are going without scoring three tries yeah. their whole career, and he has three hat-tricks in his career already for yeah. Munster.
3: Yes, yeah, yeah. He's a very impressive performer and it's just that there's no room for him in the side at the moment but he will get caps there's no doubt about it he'll get plenty of caps but uh, I I think you know I think he just has to stay fresh stay stay competitive in there and he's a very good player I mean he's going to be he's going to be a class act but when you're looking at what Ireland have in the back row at the moment there's just no room for him at the moment Um, you know and and Larmer is a sparkling player you know and you you definitely want to go to the World Cup with those two guys you know you really do and uh, you've got to take them and you've got to be ready uh, they've got to be ready to perform because in the World Cup you're going to have to play the whole squad at some stage you know
0: Um. Uh, generally, as a country, when our teams are, are going well and successful, we, we somewhat go into a bit of overdrive in, in regards to it, and then we ultimately set ourselves up for a major fall. What do you yeah. classify as a, going past the Six Nations, looking at the World Cup? What would be a major fall, or what would be classified as success? I see some people saying just getting to the semi-finals that's a that's a big success. But should we be striving yeah. for more? Should if anything less than that just unacceptable?
3: Yeah, well, I mean, for the first time, I feel that we're good enough to win the tournament. Uh, unfortunately, I think we've got the wrong draw. I think we've got yeah. a terrible draw. Had we got the same draw as England, got, if we were where England are, uh, we would, in my opinion, we would go to the World Cup final and we would definitely be with a chance of winning it. My My thoughts are that Playing France in our section, playing uh, sorry playing the springboks in our section and Scotland and uh, Tonga is a very hard section to come out of and uh, we will get out of that section I believe, but the quarterfinal is going to be either the All blacks or our uh, or France so I you know th- therein lies the problem and uh, you know can we play springboks then? The likes of France or the All Blacks, and then you know you're you're meeting all the big teams in our section before you even get to a final. I, I you know I think if we get quarterfinal, I would expect we would. Uh, if we get semi final, I'd be very satisfied that we've done very well. But you know the the Irish psyche, you know the, you know if we don't win the whole tournament, you know the whole thing was wasted. Well, that's wrong because we've no right to think that we could win the whole tournament. You know.
0: Mick, I love hearing your thoughts on everything. And there's just one more thing, kind of getting away in somewhat from, from Ireland. But looking ahead to the Lions, uh, a lot of people coming out saying Andy Farrell would be the best pick for the British and Irish Lions um, Tour of Australia in 2025, which would be a, a, a great yeah. feather on his cap. it
3: would be a feather on his cap, but it would leave us in a situation of having to replace him for a season or two, you
1: know. Yeah.
3: And, uh, you know, from that point of view. It's not a particularly good thing for Irish rugby if he gets it, you know, but look, he certainly deserves it. He's a fantastic coach, you know, and, and uh, he has proved it with Ireland. He's proved, uh, you know, England let him go. They let him go. <laughs> I'd say they're pretty damn sorry they let him go now. Um, and uh, I, I know, but they let Stuart Lancaster go as well. And Look what he's done with Leinster. I mean, it's, not, it's, it's It's weird. Like, England expected to win the World Cup when they had the run. They made some terrible errors in a match against Wales, uh, ended up losing the game, uh, a game that they could have won easily. Uh, and uh, they dumped the lads. So they're now over here and we're reaping the benefits of that.
0: you love to hear uh, it.
3: But certainly, but certainly Farrell is good enough to be a Lions coach. There's no doubt about that. Uh, easily, easily. But, uh, what are we going to do while he's coaching the Lions?
0: We'll get Mick Quinn in there.
3: <laughs> <laughs> they, they need me like they need a hole in the head. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, thank you so much, Mick, for having a chat with me and lending me some time on uh, Sunday. And no doubt we'll be yeah, chatting time. again as the Six Nation progresses and hopefully chatting about yeah, more successes. Thank you so much. Thank you. Absolute pleasure always getting to speak to Mick Quinn about all things rugby, a fountain of knowledge. We're gonna take a quick ad break there. When we come back, we're gonna play a bit of music. Why not? It is a radio station after all. That's been Scoreline Extra. I've been Shane O'Keefe. Tune into the show live every weekend from two to six on Saturday and Sunday. Until then, stay safe, stay sane, and remember,
1: above all else.
0: Your sound out.